my lovely people. Welcome in Jump Pod episode 10. Duke has just entered the building as I just started the pod. So when he connects, we'll get into it. But we are here at long last. Duke, what's up, buddy? Is it just us? Just us right now. That's funny. Yeah. I gotta go and I gotta I got some dinner soon now. So I'll right, be here well, for a few. I'll try to make it quick. Um, but we're finally here. At long last, what was an absolutely long, long, long dynasty season. We've come to the final week. This is week 17. It's the second week of the championship between Steve and Duke. In week one, Aaron was able to overcome Steve 126 to 120. Now you might think, oh, that's game. Aaron won. He does not. He has to play a whole second week against Steve, and and that's going to be a big-time thing. That will determine whether who is our champion, whether Steve secures title number two, or whether Duke becomes the first-ever chump to win back-to-back. We got Duke here for a limited time. Duke, take me through the dub the past week to start. I'd say it was a very slow week. Uh, to say the least, um, you got off to a hot start. Probably the first five minutes of the one o'clocks. Um, like Goff threw a touchdown, Fields threw a touchdown. The weather was a huge factor in basically every single game across the U.S. Um, even leading into Sunday night. Um, I'd say it was a very slow week for both of our teams. A lot of guys underperformed. Um, again, uh, weather. Contributing, Diggs put up like his lowest of the season. Devontae put up his lowest of the season. Devontae, I don't even know what's to come for him. Um, Saquon had a nice touchdown at the end of that um, Vikings game. And um, I was down, I think, 16 going into the Monday night game when I had Keenan. And um, luckily that was in a dome. And he actually did better. He did much better than I thought he would. And he gave a little bit of the cushion. Yeah. I I was expecting, honestly, like uh, 10 to 14 out of Keenan. That's like, that's usually what you get with him uh, in some weeks. I'll be honest. Uh, like, you don't see this in a cha- uh, championship game. Between both your teams, only one skill position player scored a touchdown. That was safe. Yeah. Hard. I did not have a single player wow. score a touchdown. Yeah. That is insane. The it amount of defense that was going on was crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Keenan Allen really got it done for you. 21 points. Patty Fryermuth, 13.6. Pollard got 14. Really, you're, you're two big MVPs, I think, if if I really had to call them out. Uh, Josh Allen, obviously, even though it was a little bit of a down week, he still was able to salvage those 22 points on what was a rough day. But I think your big MVP is Captain Kirk. Yeah, he had a, especially these past two weeks, for sure. Like, even with that semifinal matchup with Dan, it's like halfway, let's say halfway through the third quarter, I was like, if this can, like, Kirk and Cook had a combined, like, three and a half points to, like, the third quarter during the semifinal, semifinals matchup. Yeah. And then they just exploded for that comeback. Um, even the Cook didn't even have that great of a week last week. No, um, he had, like, 10 points. Yeah. Like, like both, 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 the, me and Steve had a fair share of guys that really underperformed. And again, it was the weather for everything. Yeah, um, no, definitely. Um, yeah, really both sucks. Goff at 25, Kirk at 24. Like the QB2s are the ones that got it done in this matchup, not even the QB1s who we were thinking were going to go absolutely crazy. 
Yeah. Uh, you said that weather really, really limited that, that match between fields and Allen. Yeah. Um, but you know, why, why we still have you here coming into week 17, coming into the, the final stretch of the season. How are you feeling? Are you confident? I'm feeling like, all right. Uh, some, there's, uh, some things about my team that makes me a little worried. Of course, like I really hoping to prevail at the end of the week, but of course we got Devante without car. Mm-hmm. Um, against that Niners defense, God help those Raiders. Um, we have no idea how Stidham's going to play. We don't know if he's going to laser lock onto Devontae or just ignoring the ignoring the entire game like Carr does it anyways. Um, I think that was his lowest. I I think that was Allen. I think that was Diggs and Adams' worst performances of the season. They combined for seven points. Um, and then the one thing I'm like torn about. I don't know how I feel about it. Is Tony Pollard? not playing tonight. Um, of course, Pollard's the more explosive back out of the two, but that means Zeke now has the workload to himself. So, but it's a weird game. The Titans are resting their starters. This game's going to be a blowout. It's supposed to be a blowout. Um, now, what, what's, honestly, the chan- what's the chance that Dallas benches Zeke at half because they're kicking the shit out of the Titans? Could they? They very, they very much could they, honestly. Um but I feel like when it comes to these types of weeks, it's like you play your studs. Um, just not much more you can do about that. Like, of course, I got Lazard on the bench that I've been contemplating. But, like, with Zeke without Pollard, it's like it's kind of hard to bench him in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I wish I still had Pollard out there. Obviously, I wish I had Cooper Cup in this scenario. Um, but now we got uh, Zeke versus Schultz for Thursday night. Yeah, right now, projections-wise, you are – projected to uh, edge him this week by nine and ultimately win the title. But, you know, projections, they go out the window. When yeah, sleeper, one, what I realized over the past two years doing Dynasty on sleepers, these projections are weird. They shift a lot. Like when you when you compare them, when you compare them to ESPN projections, they're super off mm-hmm. from each other. They're a little more critical than ESPN. I think ESPN gives some guys the benefit of the doubt on, on their projections. I think ESPN, yeah, I think – ESPN, I think, averages a lot of their point totals that they've gotten over the year and just like get to gets to like a certain number. Sleeper actually does it by a weekly basis. Right. Um but yeah, I've always I've always been a little sketched out by sleeper projections for sure. So you think you got this? You think you don't have it? I sure hope so. Yeah. Um of course it's gonna come down, I'm expecting it to come down to Allen and Diggs on Monday night in Cincinnati. Um, is there going to be like Steve a has, is there going to be like a pregame ritual to like get some good mojo where like I don't know you might like masturbate on like the trophy or some shit like that. Nah, I don't even know. I'm gonna, gonna have to take it when it comes. But um, Steve think, has like six oh, or seven. Oh, that was a good joke. Win. Take it when it comes. That's yeah. You're, <laughs> you dirty dog. You're definitely gonna. <laughs> Jerk off on that trophy. I would not want to touch that thing with the temper. Of course, I have to be down by like a, a reasonable amount for Allen and Diggs to get it done. Steve has a bunch of guys going at one. Um, I only got one guy going at one. Um, then I think it goes, I think I have a, like two more guys than him at four. I got Fryermuth Sunday night again. I don't know how the Steelers got another Sunday night game. Tell me how it ends. Who's it going to come down to? Allen and Diggs, honestly, that's what it's, what it's going to come down to. It honestly depends of how much I am down Monday night because I, I will be down 
in my opinion, going into Monday night. What it's is very what is hard the, to see myself being up going into that Monday night game. What is a comfortable deficit? So, like, look, you got Allens and Diggs left, right? What is a deficit that you're trailing that you would be confident, like the, the, the greatest deficit that you would be confident still to win with Allen and Diggs? That's tough to say because, like, in the beginning of the season, they were good for – at least like 40, maybe 50 a game. Uh-huh. I think more recently, ever since the injury to Allen, since the bye, I guess because of the weather recently, and all, all these Buffalo games, I think the past three weeks, their weather has been really shitty. Um, of course, I would love to be down like 30, 35, but like, I don't think you can rule them out even down 50. Um, I, I, Diggs hasn't scored a touchdown in like three weeks, posting his worst uh Total of the season last week, but I think the the game in Cincinnati in Cincinnati is going to be a shootout, as we all expect. Of course, it can be much different um, because, of course, we don't know anything. All you do is just plug in your guys and hope for the best. Um, on that on that game right now, uh, Sports Illustrated, I guess a couple other um, betting sites posted the line forty nine and a half. Uh, that's not the highest of the weekend i don't think no and and a lot of people were saying that this would be the shootout you know your your burrow chase higgins against you know the the buffalo offense of allen and Diggs. but 49 and a half isn't too great the weather's not great i think it's projected to have some rain low rain yeah bills are favored by two and a half but listen i'm a football fan i think most of us are uh and everyone that listens in that's gonna be a shootout I think, you know, I don't think those defenses are going to contain those two elite quarterbacks. Those guys are dogs. They find a way to get the ball moving downfield, get touchdowns, keep each team on their toes. Um, my prediction, I mean, like, I think that both of them can definitely combine for 40. I think it's possible. I th- like you can't just, you can't have Allen and Diggs and think that they're not going to cook for you. That I They are yeah. the best in PPR. They are the best stack. In the game, I think they're better than. I say, I say they're tied. I say they're probably tied for the best. I think they're better than because in PPR, Burrow, Burrow and Chase are. Burrow and Chase give really you the touchdowns, but Allen and Diggs give you the PPR. They give you the receptions because they feed out. Not Diggs. recently. It's been really weird with Diggs recently. He, I think, teams have been double covering him. Um, where re- more recently, Allen's been getting Knox more involved. Um. Like Knox the other day got like seven targets, which was like a lot for for Dawson Knox. He never gets those targets this year. He's been really quiet this oh. year overall. No, no, I'm a fan of Dawson Knox. Like I've I've had him in fantasy in other leagues for like two, three years now, and he's always like in the beginning of the season he was very quiet, but ever since they're by, like he he's gotten a lot more involved. And of course, they what was frustrating about last week is they had um two rushing touchdowns, one like like a thirty yarder by James Cook, like another mm-hmm. twenty yarder by a. Uh, Singletary, so that was pretty frustrating. Um, yeah, well, that, that's the thing to watch out for because James Cook is really starting to come into his own at the yeah, end of the year. For sure, yeah. Uh, you know, like how much is he going to vulture touchdowns, reception? Like, like in all in all honesty, like with how my team was performing in those one o'clock games, I was like, all right, like I'm gonna, I I can see myself being down in two and in, going into week two, and then Keenan Allen just did his thing surprisingly. But I think if and you want your season to come down to a game with your stack, you'd probably want it to it's be Allen and again instead of like. Indianapolis where that game could end in the second quarter right yeah. like you you want that kind of scenario because that has the most potential to get you points all all it's about is points and scoring and if every team is still competing and there isn't a blowout like there's potential for for numbers to be put up 
You know, I can't I see how this game won't be a blowout. They're not even starting Malik Willis. Oh, tonight. Yeah, they're not yeah, even starting. Uh, Malik Willis. They're, they're literally benching like I like Derrick Henry. It's like, like in this other league, like I lost in the semifinals uh, last week, and I had Henry on my team. He did all right, eighteen points and everything. I was reading reports that like he's healthy to play. They're just choosing not to play him. Yeah, resting. Yeah, he, he didn't practice Monday. He practiced limited Tuesday, and they're like, "All right, we're just gonna." This isn't the game that they about care it. about. It's it's next week when they play Jacksonville, right? Which is so weird because I've been, I was like listening to this thing the other day. It's like there are people saying like having eighteen weeks is tricky now because of this certain type of scenario. Yeah, it's like they can people can start holding their players a week earlier for that last week of the playoffs because they don't care about fantasy. Like they care about like their actual standing and that. Week eighteen is their, their own playoffs. Yeah, week eighteen is a week yeah. that everyone sits, not seventeen. The other thing is, do you think the NFL will take action against this? Because you know, obviously they they got the TV rights, they got the Thursday primetime game, and nobody's going to watch this game tonight because nobody wants to see the Cowboys obliterate a team in, in not even fucking 15. I don't know if they're going to fix it. I think it was on them not to change it. It had. I don't know why. Well, you can't really flex a Thursday game. It's like, I guess, like, Titans-Cowboys, two teams in the playoffs. Like, like it's a good matchup Thursday night. But, like, there's so many other games this week that mean so much to their positional, like, wild card, like, uh, standings and everything. Right. This is not a game that should be there. It's like, again, it's like, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. It's like Sunday night. It's like the Ravens already clinched. The Steelers are out, like on the outside of the brim, looking into the wild card. Like there's teams closer to clinching that last wild card spot than the Steelers. I know they're winning, but like I don't know. You you they, can't flex out Thursday games. They're tough. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like the NFL has to do something. Like you can't you you're just gonna straight up bench like most of your start. Like her Jeffrey Simmons is just not playing. Yeah, not, that, that's that's not, playing, not playing Malik Willis, Derrick Henry, literally most of their starters. Like, the NFL has to do something. You know, like, the NBA, like... But again, like, what's there to do? It's like, real, like the Titans are being smart here. It's like, like, you can think about it two ways. Like, would you rather your guys play and have that momentum going into the next week, or would you rather them be fresh and healthy no, from and a, play next week in their coaching, biggest game of the year? From a coaching standpoint, Vrabel's a genius because, you know, he's keeping his team healthy for an important yeah. game. I'm saying for the NFL, when all we're talking is about, you know, a bunch of money grabbing people, you know, and you got this this prime time game. This and we know like statistically, because like you see it on, on social media all the time, like the Amazon Prime viewership hasn't been great for most of the games. There's only been like, you well, know, all the Thursday like, games have been all the Thursday games have been garbage this year. Yeah, I mean, well, ball, except for the the Chiefs Chargers game week two, which had a ridiculous viewership. And then there was another big one recently, not not the Jets. I mean, the Jets fucking suck. Um, what was the other one? It, it was it was like Chargers and someone else on a Thursday game, or, or some some other matchup. And it, it had like good views, not but even, most of the other games have like even if you count like Thanksgiving, like I don't even count Thanksgiving. I mean. But I'm saying like, like Buffalo, Buffalo, New England. That was that was an okay game. You don't think Roger? Like, you don't think Rogers calling? You know the the Titans front office and be like, you better fucking play Derrick Henry or else we're gonna get no viewership money and, and shit like that. Probably not, but you never know. No, like what what's it to them? It's like what's the point of playing him if like they need him for next week? 
Yeah. Like next week right, is exactly. their season. Like this game means nothing to either team. Even if the Jaguars win this week, it does nothing. The winner of next week of Titans Jaguars goes to the playoffs. That's all strategy. That's all strategy. That's all it is. And obviously Dallas is trying to play for that one seed. Can they still get it? I feel like if the Eagles I lose everything. Tricky. I think it depends on what the Eagles do with Hurts. I saw he practice this week. Um, I have no idea what they're going to do with Hurts. Like, I, if I was the Eagles head coach, it's like, do I think that Gardner Minshew can get it done against the Saints? I think Gardner Minshew is, like, the best backup quarterback in the NFL. He's Like, if Gardner Minshew came that close to beating the Cowboys, I think they can obviously beat the Saints. But, again, it's like they want to control their own destiny. They want to get, like, you can either, let's just say, like, you, let's say you roll out Hurts this week, right, and you get the win. He gets one, two, three weeks of rest. Three weeks. Let's just say you roll him out the last week. Then he gets two weeks of rest. It just depends how much, like, it depends how healthy he is and how much they want to push him to get out there. I see a lot of uh, deja vu, like when the Eagles won the the Super Bowl and Carson Wentz had that absolute ridiculous season, got hurt, and then Big Dick Nick came in as like a prime backup and still got the job done. I'm not saying Gardner Minshew could take a team to a Super Bowl, but Gardner Minshew, like, you could trust that guy in a playoff game more than any backup. I, I trust Gardner Minshew. depends who you play. Like, wild card, like, let's just say, like, the Eagles, well, they're going to have a first-round bye. Like, there's a very realistic chance that the Cowboys can match up with the Eagles again. That's a good like, there's game. A very, there's a very realistic chance. And, like, again, I don't think the Eagles want Gardner Minshew for that game. No, like as much as much as everyone in our in our league gives the Cowboys shit because yeah, they fucking they're choke artists and everything. But like, I still have mad respect for the Cowboys. They they're just every single year back in the playoffs, and they have a good team. They have a very good defense. Oh. Dak's a good quarterback. CD's really coming into his own. They still have the two headed monster of Pollard and Zeke. Like they're a dangerous team. I don't think the the Eagles are going to go with that and be like, oh, we're going to steamroll them. Like the Eagles are great, but it's like with Pollard this week, like Pollard. He didn't practice uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Jerry Jones. I don't know why Jerry Jones is like commenting on this. Like, I don't know. He's like the only only owner. Jerry Jones he's, thinks he's the commissioner of the NFL. He, he, thinks, like, like, he thinks he's the head coach and everything. But like Jerry Jones is like, he looks good. Like he can play. But like right when right when the report came out that like the Titans are resting all their starters, I was like, all right, like the Cowboys are going to bench Pollard because what's the point of throwing him out there? He's the better back between the two. It's very obvious. Which is that Jerry Jones sucks. Zeke's deck all the time and paid him a lot of money. Sneaky so move too. Um, and I, I picked him up this morning, Malik Davis. So I don't know if this is like the Malik Davis audition. Cause like, obviously Pollard's going to be a free agent. So the question is going to be, do the Cowboys want to pay Pollard or, you know, my Pollard... biggest fear is the Cowboys paying Pollard. I don't want Pollard. Pollard, some... Pollard, Pollard needs his more. own backfield to himself. I'm so say, sick he... and tired of deciding between the two each week. Last week, Pollard went down at the two. He went, he like had the entire drive to himself. He got down, he like got down at the two, and they were like, all right, Zeke, you're in. Get this touchdown. And he got a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, strategically, yeah, he's the goal line back, but. I'm saying, like, if Paul if Pollard leaves in free agency, Malik Davis now becomes the Pollard of that team. And, like, yeah. who knows? Like, maybe Malik Davis will run absolutely wild. Like, I guess it could be the audition, but, like, again, it's like this is going to be one game. Pollard's going to be back out there next week. They're going to use him throughout the playoffs and everything. Yeah, I, um, you never know. Yeah, they might not give Zeke much work today because we really don't know, know what this game is going to be like. But, yeah, Malik Davis, I think, is a guy that I want to, like, really sit on and just wait and see. Now, obviously, that can go – 
it's a complete shit if if Jerry Jones says, yeah, I want to take Bijan Robinson in the NFL draft, but you know, which could very well happen. You never know. I think the scariest thing that can happen is Miles Sanders free agent. Yeah, Miles Sanders is free agent. If it, if Bijan goes, goes to the Eagles, Eagles, if he goes to the Eagles, yeah. God bless the rest of the NFC East. He's always the, the talk of the town in the draft circles, especially for Dynasty, because like even though you have like a very good quarterback prospect in Bryce Young, like nobody cares. Like Bijan Robinson. But it comes back to this conversation again. It's like the last time a running back was taken extremely high was who went? Was Fournette before Saquon? Or no, Saquon. Was before Saquon. Saquon was the last one. Say Saquon was the last one, the last running back drafted that high. And I saw this graphic the other day. It was like the past like six Super Bowl champions, their running back, their salary was like under like a million, under two million dollars. So it's like it's not proven, but it's shown that like you don't need a top tier running back to win the Super Bowl. You don't. But I'm just talking in like a dynasty circle thing. Like and I read some stat. I'm trying to see if I could find it on Bijan. Um, but basically what it is. Is like every single running back that was taken day one, so first round, had like a PFF grade of like 80 plus and uh, accrued a certain amount of like receipt, uh, like rushing yards in their time in college. There's only like nine running backs, and all nine of them were elite. Like we're talking like Gurley, Saquon, Melvin Gordon, and like Bijan is going to be the 10th guy. And like, I he I've never seen a, a running back as hyped as him since Saquon. Like he he's gonna come into any dynasty team, any NFL team, and he's gonna be a freaking beast. Um, yeah, but and good for good for the Eagles standing their ground on that because I remember earlier in the year the Saints reached out to them and they're like, "We'll give you." There was like rumors of like, "We'll give you Camara if you give her if you give us our first rounder back." And obviously they didn't give it back, and now they have what like a top five, top top ten, top ten pick, right? So good on they the Eagles have a good head on their show. They're gonna be good for a good amount of time. They have two for don't they have like two first rounders this year again? Eagles? Uh yeah. yeah, they I think they have their own in the Saints. I'm not entirely sure. They definitely have the Saints. I think I think they have their own. But uh yeah, I mean the Eagles are gonna be really good. Uh, who knows? Maybe they go back to the Super Bowl. Maybe the Cowboys get it done. I don't know. Who, yeah, who do you think is like the? What's up? What? Who I was do you saying, think I is like the? Have to go or anything? So whenever, whenever you're ready. No, uh, I'm wa- I'm waiting to, for to, to hear my dad just scream my name. <laughs> All right. All right, what were you gonna ask me? Who do you think are like the the real contenders coming out of each conference? I feel like there's legitimately three, two, two from each. Three in the AFC. I think there's like two and a half. In the NFC. No, my dad asked me this at dinner today. I told him, like, I gave him two teams from the AFC, two teams from the NFC. Like, realistically, I think the two teams from the AFC are the Bills and the Chiefs. Can't count out the Bengals, though. Can't do that. I can't count out the Bengals, but at the same time. Look, if the bang if the Bengals beat the Bills, they will get the number one seed. Yeah, no, they that... they've beaten the Chiefs. The Bills own it. Yeah. I I don't think the Bills lose. There's been it's been too long. Their quarterback play is too good. Their team is really starting to come together now towards the end. Even though they're struggling, I like 
James Cook is starting to become a legitimate running back. They just His defense is starting to get healthy too. They got, got Trey, Trey White, White back. Healthy now. That's a that's a big thing. Trey White is huge because he locks down. But again, I think they're. I think the biggest thing that the Bills are missing is Micah Hyde. Like oh, Micah, Micah Hyde, Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, I think are the, are the best safety duo in the, in the NFL. By far, Micah's gonna. I think that's gonna catch up to them a little bit. Yeah, I think it will. But I still think that you know you got to get Von Miller back healthy. Trey White's healthy. I, I think he's done for the year. Von, he didn't come back. I think he's done for the year. I'm pretty sure that the, he he's trying to come back for the playoffs. That they're shutting him down for the regular season. He's definitely on IR. I mean, I, I I can look that up later, but. My two, so my picks in the AFC, the Bills and the Chiefs. I mean, yeah, whoop de doo, right? I'm just picking the two most elite quarterbacks. It's a quarterback league. You got to have studs that can carry you. And then my two picks for the NFC, like obviously the Eagles are number one. Uh, my dad was like the Vikings. I'm like, no, no. I, that's who I said that. That's that's who I had the half for. I listen. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, if this was the Vikings defense from three, four years ago, absolutely. When they had Rose yeah, Hunter and, and Harrison Smith was in his prime and Linville Joseph and uh, Kendrick, like when they were like, like you couldn't run or pass on them. Yes. But now they're very offense heavy. And, and like you see, like Kirk Cousins averages what, like 39, 40 passes attempts. Cause he's in shootouts every freaking yeah. game. Like, they're like that is just not nine and they're like nine and oh in one score games. Yeah. Oh, their offense, absurd. their offense is they're ridiculous. always in one score games. This is this has been happening for the past two years. Yeah, their offense is ridiculous, and their offense is definitely a Super Bowl contending offense, but their defense is going to absolutely screw them. And so I'm not gonna say the Vikings. I'm gonna say the Cowboys. Like, here's my thing: it, there has to become a point where they eventually just get over the freaking hump. Like you have Micah Parsons, probably one of the best defensive players in the NFL, period. Trayvon Diggs is still, like, a pretty dominant corner. You have just a very overall solid defense. So, like, you can limit points. Now it's a question of, is Dak Prescott competent enough to win a football game? I'll be honest, this is not the same CeeDee Lamb from last year. I think he's really coming to his own. I'll just saying that because I own him. Look at the stats. Yeah, sure. yeah like, he has all career highs and catchers, receptions. Like, the and... whole thing was, like, can CeeDee Lamb become an alpha this year like this is like they got rid of Amari Cooper this is his team can he become an alpha yeah dude he went 1200 yards mm-hmm. touchdowns and we still have two games to go he's probably gonna get a fucking touchdown tonight yes then you the other thing which they didn't really have was a like absolutely matured and and very dominant Tony Pollard like before it was just like Zeke with like a sprinkle of Pollard now this is like a legitimate two-headed monster like this, no, I really think they're going to use. They're really going to use Pollard a lot in the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to. I think Pollard is going to dominate. Like right now, it's like a it's like a 55 in favor of Zeke with 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 snaps. Yeah, but I think come playoff time, there's they're going to be like whenever they're trailing, Pollard is their guy. Yeah, Pollard is the guy. The other thing, Pollard gives you the receiving chops. Zeke gives you the receiving chops. It's always going to come down to Dak Prescott. And like you know, we argue about this in the group chat. Like you know, Dan thinks Kirk is better than Dak. Yeah, statistically this year, sure, Kirk is having a way better year. Like, I still think Dak is a better quarterback. I think Dak has more talent. It's just, you know, I'm never going to win that argument unless Dak actually wins playoff games. There's got to come a point where he just puts his foot down and says, you know, we this team's good enough to win. It's just up to me to get it done. I mean, I, 
I don't even know why I think the Cowboys. I think every year the Cowboys are going to do something, but I, there's just something different. Like this team just feels more mature. Like these guys, the Cowboys. They've, they've, the Cowboys are realistically going to play Tampa in the first round. Yeah, this is the most vulnerable Tampa's ever been. Like yeah. you know, you know, playoff Brady. Like this ain't the same Tom Brady. You know, this this the Bucks team. You think has he's done? You think he's done? Tom, after, you think? Yeah, after this year, I just don't. I just don't see it. I, yeah. I don't see it. I see him going I, for another one. Like my theory with Tom Brady is he's going to become a free agent. I think he's going to do his last dance with the 49ers. I, you know, like that was my next question. Messed up as that sounds, because like they did burn a third overall pick on Trey Lance. No, that was my next question. Let's let's just say Brock Purdy gets them to the Super Bowl. What do they do? Because like the thing is, I think Brock Purdy is everything Kyle shit. No, I'm not saying he's God. I'm not saying he's like over the top amazing. But he's getting it done. It's like he he I think he's a really good fit for the Kyle Shanahan offense. He's a quarterback that rolls out. He's of someone that can extend the play. Like Jimmy G can't move. Like they weren't like they obviously look better with Purdy than they did with Jimmy G. Well thousand percent. I mean, if you want me to be honest with you, if Brock uh, Brock Purdy's not gonna be the reason they win a Super Bowl. They win they will win a Super Bowl on their skill guys and on their defense. I, Brock Purdy will just be the the field general game manager that just gets them in a situation to to win games. They don't need to score much to win games. Now, all right, let's say they win a Super Bowl. I think Brock Purdy gets traded because I do think that they can get draft capital from him for like a team that desperately needs a quarterback. I think they set on Trey Lance because you know you can't invest the third overall pick in that. Like Zach Wilson. It's way worse than Trey Lance. Zach Wilson, you can cut ties with, and you just have to accept that that's just a sunk cost, right? But with Trey Lance, he's only played, what, four games? Like, you still don't know. I think there would be nothing better for Trey Lance's development after all these rough years than bring Tom in for one year. Tom announces at the the beginning of the year, like, this is going to be my last dance. I'm going to play in my hometown team. I'm going to play with McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk. I'm going to play with this defense, and we're going to try to win a Super Bowl. Right. And then after that, he retires. He's done. Right. And then on comes Trey Lance. He has that mentorship from both Jimmy G and Brady over a four year span. And that's your investment as a 49er. Right. I I think John Lynch would definitely accept Brady. Now, who's to say that San Francisco is the only place Brady wants to go to? I have no idea. But that's how I see it. I don't listen. I, I didn't even mention the 49ers as a contender because. No matter how elite that defense is, there's no shot in hell Brock Purdy's going to take a team to a Super Bowl. If he does, I'm going to eat my words so hard, and you know what it is, what it is. But I think Tom goes to the 49ers. I think it's just – I'm not it's saying – I'm not saying that they're – I'm going to say something, but, like, don't take it as, like, they're the same team because they're complete opposites. One's a lot better – like, one is miles and miles. They're not even close. But it's like – but, like, the Jets – they are in this position because they don't have a competent quarterback. Brock Purdy is a competent quarterback. He can get stuff done and put them in the situations for their other skill players to thrive. Like the Jets, Zach Wilson fucking blows. He's the reason why they lose that. They're, 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 he's the reason why they lose games. Their defense holds everybody under twenty. I'll take my defense holding a team under twenty every given every given week. Their defense is the off, but like. Brock Purdy has McCaffrey. He has Debo. He has Ayuk. He has Kittle. He is he has so many weapons. 
great offense. It's just a competent quarterback to use those weapons. Uh, Brock Purdy as a Jet. I mean, no, no, no. I'm not saying Brock Purdy as a Jet. That's that's not what I'm saying. It's just that like the Niners are so set to have even an average quarterback look so good that I do think there's a chance that they that I'm not saying they're they can win the Super Bowl, but I think they they can make a playoff run. Honestly. Their team is literally set up for it. Their O-line's fantastic. Their D-line's the best in the league. He has the best running back in the NFL. He has Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle. It's like, how do you not succeed with that? Like My my thing is, like, they run into Philadelphia. Bro, Philadelphia is going to Brock's shut gonna down. down. That's a team that he's going to run into some issues with. Yeah, Philly's going to shut down Brock Purdy. I even think the Cowboys would shut down Brock Purdy. I think the only two defenses that could really realistically stop the 49ers is the Cowboys and the Eagles. They're the two best defenses in the NFC. Yeah. Like, the Vikings, I, like, I think that 49ers defense can stop the Vikes. Although I don't think anyone on that team can guard Justin Jefferson. No, I, nobody in the, NF, in the NFL can guard Justin Jefferson, period. But, no. I, listen, I don't see the 49ers making the Super Bowl. I think they can win a game or two solely on the fact that they're just such a talented team. But, like, if they had Garoppolo, they'd be my pick. No question. But Purdy's no Garoppolo. We've seen what, two games out of Purdy? Yeah. True. There there's but I, I think there's things that Purdy can do that Jimmy G can't. No, definitely. Honestly, yeah. it's like, you know, like we saw that we saw that play like we saw that play on um I think it was against Seattle when Kittle scored where Purdy faked left, he faked right and found Kittle in the in the, like in the middle of the field. He had to roll out for that. Jimmy G couldn't can't roll out. He can't run. He can't move. Yeah, no, he can't. He's not mobile at all. He's he's like Brady. He's a freaking. But like I, I personally think that Purdy's a better fit for that offense than Jimmy G was. I think I think it opens up the playbook a lot more. Who's a better fit, Trey Lance or Purdy? I'm gonna have to say Trey Lance. He was the number three overall pick, and he's faster than Purdy. Like it's, it's 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 like it's Kyle Shanahan. He can work with anything, but like more of a mobile quarterback can open up that playbook for the 49ers. Hey, they did it without a mobile quarterback, which is the scary thing. Yeah, but um, right, we got we got about like six minutes I left. I, I think uh, I think it's fair that we just kind of talk about the chip a little bit more. Um, I'll give I'll give my take on it. So Steve is down right now. He's down by six points. I'm going to talk basically Steve's side. Like Duke, you got a really good squad, really good team, great skill guys. You have your studs. You have everything that you need in a championship run. But let me tell you something, man. Steve's team is freaking deep, deadly. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we did not see anything from Fields. We saw three points out of DeAndre Swift. That's another guy. He's got a good team, really. Yeah, weird. he told me he was benching Swift this week, but I still see him in his lineup. Yeah, like if I if I go through the matchups, like I think Justin Fields at Detroit in a dome. He's going to tear him apart. If I talk about that Detroit defense, like there aren't really many safeties or backers that they have that can really – like they would have to game plan solely on Justin Fields and just yeah. accept the fact that that guy could throw for like 300 This is a yards. huge game for the Lions too. This yeah. is a big game for them. Yeah, it's a big game for the Lions, big game for the Bears. Um, Saquon against Indy, I think he's going to run all over them because the Giants do have to win a game to make the playoffs, and yeah. they're going to do it through their absolute yeah, super Saquon, yeah, for sure. Uh, Steve's not convinced about this, but I think the Jets can stop Kenneth Walker. That I mean, our defense, the bread and butter is stopping the run. 
Pete Carroll's uh, offenses always are run first. Um, and I think that if we can stop Kenneth, that'd be big. AJ like Brown pushing, against pushing. New Orleans. What's up? Hey, you go, you go, you go. I say AJ Brown against New Orleans. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Marshawn Lattimore is going to guard him or or Devonta Smith. I mean, if Lattimore guards Brown, like Lattimore's elite, but AJ Brown's basically natural proof. That guy's a dog, and it really comes down to who's the quarterback. I think it, it, Minshew or Hurts, AJ Brown's going to get the ball. So, oh, for sure, um, yeah, uh, Minshew looked at him a lot. Yeah, I mean, he he's an alpha receiver. He's one of the best dynasty wide receivers there is. So, uh, DK Metcalf against the Jets. That's the matchup. Sauce Gardner against DK. I read this thing on Twitter that, like, Sauce is elite. Sauce is definitely going to limit DK, but DK has never been shut down in his life. He's just too matchup proof. He's too big, too physical, too skilled, where he'll get his. Like, he might get, like, five receptions for 50 yards. He's not. I don't think he's going to blow up against Sauce because – you know, Sauce is a top five corner in the NFL. Oh, he's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I do think DK can get you 10 points. I don't think he's going to hit his 14-point projection, but we'll see. Schultz against Tennessee. That's the interesting one. I don't. I didn't look. Is Kevin Bayard, whoever the hell his name is, is he playing? Because, you know, he is one of the best safeties in the NFL, but if he doesn't play, there's nobody over the top guarding Dalton Schultz. And the other thing is, like, if that game's a blowout, I think Schultz gets really new, uh, new, uh, neutralized unless he is one of those guys catching the early touchdowns. Um, but, you know, that that's really a coin flip. DeAndre Swift, he's getting vultured on the goal line all the time, but I don't know if Steve's going to play him or Drake London. You know, either one of them. You know, Drake London's tied to Desmond Ritter, so we really don't know how that can go. I mean, London is pretty solid. He's been getting a lot of receptions recently. Swift can give you that big play, but you know you're going to lose those goal line touches. Ramondre against Miami, I mean, Ramondre's going to get his. He's a receiving yeah. running back. He's a great runner. He's, he loves to dump, he loves to dump the, 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 the check down. Yeah, he's a good running back. He's going to get points. Like mm-hmm. I think he'll hit the 14-point projection. I like Ramondre. He is a good running back. And then Goffin against Chicago, well, that really goes hand-in-hand with Fields because if, yeah. if Fields is not playing his game and the lines go up early – at that shot, if it's a shootout, well, then he's going to reap the benefits because, you know, Detroit's offense is very good. Chicago's offense when Fields is rolling, very good. I think the NFL wants the Lions in the playoffs. That's where that's that's the vibe. They, they were the hard knock team. So, but I mean, overall, listen, like nine point projection in favor of Duke. I don't give a shit, man. This is going to be a close game. Now, this is when projections all go out the window. Yeah, it's going to come down to some, some close matchups. I mean, these are like, some absolute dogs going at each other. He's a, he's a good team. It's going to be like he said in the beginning of our week. It's going to be a dogfight. Like I, our are, teams are very teams. evenly matched going into this. I'm these definitely missing Coop. It's like around this. I was saying in the semifinals when I was down and shed like the Dan at one point. I was like Cooper Cup would just make this so much easier for Cooper me. Cooper Cup would change the whole complexion of this matchup, no mm-hmm. question. But the thing is, like both your teams are basically healthy. You didn't really have major major injuries outside of like maybe one guy on each side, but. You know, like losing Debo sucks. Losing Cup, he might be back this week, actually. Who Debo? Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see. He's not. I don't think he's going to play him. But yeah, I mean, look, these are like the two, one of the two best teams in the in not in the NFL in in this league. So we'll have to see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, any last we'll words? This week. Like I said, it's just going to be a dog fight. It's repeating what Steve said. It's going to be a dog fight until the very end. It's going to. It's going to come to. In my opinion, it's going to come down to that Monday night game. Yeah, it, it depends how much I'm down. Because in my opinion, I think I will, I will be down at that point. But um, Allen and Diggs, that's they've been my duo for the past two years. 
This time next week, we'll have a champion determined, and next week we'll have our last episode of the season. This is Chumpod episode 10. Ladies and gents, thank you for sticking with us. Peace. Thank you, sir.